Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, could Taylor Swift cause an earthquake? And not in the metaphorical sense, a recent concert of hers in Seattle registered as a 2.3 on the Richter scale. Chris Bean is head of geophysics at the Dublin Institute for Advanced Studies. Afternoon, Chris. Good afternoon, Sean. I assume there's a difference between an actual earthquake and just the ground shaking. Well, yes, an earthquake, in an earthquake, uh, typically the ground actually breaks, but not necessarily at the surface, possibly down even a couple of kilometres. So something actually snaps. Um, But we can also make the ground shake without actually breaking it. You know, if a truck goes past your window or whatever, you can feel the ground shaking. And we sometimes think, hey, it feels like an earthquake, but it's not actually an earthquake in the strictest sense. It is ground shaking, but nothing is actually broken because when the truck has gone by, uh, everything settles back and nothing is actually permanently broken. Mm. Um, so they're slightly different in definition, but but in principle, it feels the same because the ground is shaking. Yeah, but is it theoretically possible that enough hysterical Taylor Swift fans could jump up and down so much that they do break something underneath the earth? Um, I guess in theory it's possible. In practice, it's probably highly unlikely, but they certainly did shake the ground, that's for sure. So in the in the the Taylor Swift concert in the Lumen Field in Seattle, uh, just back in July, um, there were seventy two thousand fans at the concert, and uh, at one point they got so excited that there were ground shaking that measured what is equivalent to a magnitude two point three earthquake uh, on a what's called a seismic station, which happens to be very close to the stadium. I have to say, so these stations are kind of running all the time, you know, they're continuously recording and streaming data back to earthquake data centers. And they're there primarily to record uh, actual earthquakes. Uh, But this one picked up this unusual activity, which was right in the middle of of Taylor Swift's uh, concert. So they went and measured it on that instrument and went, hey, that looks like a magnitude 2.3 earthquake. Uh, people got that excited jumping around as, as, as part of the event. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. And presumably when you look at the data, though, you can see the difference because I, I assume not just concerts can uh, register on, the, uh, on this kind of equipment. Yeah, no. So this can actually uh, register, obviously, any ground shaking, really. So the instruments are very sensitive to ground vibrations and they're buried maybe a meter down in the ground. So they're not that deep into the ground, but they can measure ground vibrations. As it turns out, actually, there's a very interesting coincidence here. There was a football game in the same stadium, which is the home stadium for the Seattle Seahawks. And apparently they had a they had a touchdown. Uh, back in 2011, and people got very excited at that one. And uh, they generated what looked like a magnitude 2 earthquake. So I actually went and I had a look at the two data sets. And you just asked what the data looked like. And there's there's some interesting subtle differences between them. So the, the, the Seattle Seahawks event, it's just a one-off. And it goes on for maybe 10 seconds. So you can see people get extremely excited for maybe 10 seconds, and then it's over. Whereas if you look at the at this the signals for the Taylor Swift concert, they're going on for most of the concert. And they're actually about twice as big as the the stuff you see at the Seattle Seahawks. So the suspicion is that there's there are two things going on at, 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 at Taylor Swift's concert. One is that people are jumping around. And the other is that the, the, the sound system is probably so loud that it's shaking the air and the air is actually also shaking the ground above the instrument. So you have this kind of mixed or hybrid signal, I would say, 
on the on 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 Taylor Swift's uh, uh, ground shaking um, event. And I think also if you look at hers, you can see if you play it back, you can see the number of beats per minute hmm. in the ground shaking is very similar to some of the number of beats per minute in the actual music. So there's two possibilities. One is the fans are very dedicated and they're actually jumping away to the rhythm of the music consistently for the entire concert or the sound system in somehow is also playing a role. But actually it's interesting, the Taylor Swift uh, recording also has features of the Seattle Seahawks, which uh, doesn't have a sound system during the, the concert. So I think there are two things going on, uh, jumping fans and sound very loud sound coming out of the sound system for the concert itself yeah are, are there many such uh, seismic stations in ireland yeah we have uh up to 12 uh, continuously recording seismic stations um and they record earthquakes across the country so we have typically something like maybe 10 to 15 recorded earthquakes per year uh, some people might remember uh, back in May, there was a magnitude 2.5 in Donegal near Glen Bay uh, mm. National Park. And Donegal is one of the most active places in Ireland. And we actually had up to 300 felt reports from that event. So basically, uh, the, the public write into us at the Irish National Seismic Network, and they, um, they report what they felt uh, during that event. And so 300 people wrote in, which suggests to me, Sean, that many thousands of people actually felt that event, you know, yeah. shaking their houses or shaking a cup of tea on the table or whatever it <laughs> yeah. was. And what's, yeah. what, why would Donegal be particularly active? Well, it's interesting. It's really got to do with the, the, the really old geological history of Ireland. So I think everybody knows that earthquakes generally occur on faults. And there's some very big old faults that run through Donegal, uh, across the Irish Sea and out into Scotland. It's got to do with the deep geological history. And there's still a bit of stress on them. Some of that's coming from the fact that we're that the Alps are uh, are forming. Some of that long-range stress from there is actually, uh, we still feel that even this far away, even though we're quite far from a plate boundary. And also the fact that the ice uh, melted at the end of the last ice age, that that had compressed the whole of the Earth's crust into the mantle, which is kind of like a a sponge and when when that ice melted away or even those over 10,000 years ago the earth is still rising a little bit where that ice was was thickest and uh, and that's still causing some small stresses i know it seems uh, pretty incredible that something that happened that long ago was still affecting us but yeah. it is because the because the, the thing is kind of decompressing in a way still and, and causing some small stress associated with that. Yeah, and, and so apart from the occasional concert, uh, what kind of uh, what kind of activities do, the, do Irish seismic stations pick up? Well, they pick up the earthquakes that I mentioned, and our biggest ones, you know, say Donegal's an active place. Our biggest earthquakes, interesting, are actually offshore. Uh, you know, where the shelf breaks, where mm. the, the you know you go off to the sea, and the and the sea gets uh, the, the water depth increases. So that's where our biggest earthquakes are. But we also pick up some really uh, cool stuff related to the ocean, for example. So if you go way out into the ocean, not just at the coastal zone, but say even a couple of hundred kilometers out and you've got a storm, for example, and ocean waves are, are interacting with each other out there and you get these uh, very large kind of what are called standing waves. They're kind of bobbing up and down. Um, it's what uh, sailors would typically call a lumpy sea. Um, those waves are actually 
pumping energy all the way through the water and into the seafloor. This is, could be, again, two, three, four hundred kilometers offshore. And those they're pressurizing the seafloor. And then the waves get coupled into the solid earth. So they actually connect into the solid ground and they travel in the earth like an earthquake wave. And then we can record them. And they're very uh, low pitch events. We couldn't hear them now with the human human ear they're, mm -hmm. they're too low pitch maybe oscillating up and down uh, take five seconds to go from trough to peak to trough again so they're very slow but um they're actually generated by the by the oceans so the ground vibration beneath your feet uh, is happening at all different pitches and some of it is actually caused by stuff that's going on way out in the ocean that's and interesting it. if you look at seismic stations in other places like even as far away as as germany for example and and detect where is this very low pitch stuff coming from you find most of it's coming off the west coast of ireland the west coast of scotland out in the out in the atlantic where the big storms are so there are lots of lots of different things that, that are recorded uh, on, on these types of sensors that's extraordinary. Chris Bean is head of geophysics at the Dublin Institute for Advanced Studies. Chris, thank you very much. Welcome, Sean. Thank you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Energlaze on News Talk.